Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. This is Stormy Lee, a.k.a. Queen of the Southeast, a.k.a. one half of the Bonnie and Clyde of professional wrestling. And you are listening to Overthrow Podcast. It is episode 72, and we are talking all things professional wrestling, Hell in a Cell, and we're also talking to Marty the Moth Martinez from Lucha Underground. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome, 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 welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And head out to www.oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. It's shopping time here, folks, for Christmas. It, the season is here. You got to do your shopping. Help us out while you're doing your normal Christmas shopping on Amazon by just going to the link. For Amazon at www.oversellpodcast. Yeah, because everything is about Christmas right now. I, I haven't even had a piece of turkey yet, and yeah. I'm already seeing Christmas commercials. I saw a Christmas commercial, no lie, a week before thank, uh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, that's just nuts. I think I, I, and I'm, I'm sure I saw a couple too. Yeah. So, Mike, man, how you doing? I'm tired. I know you've had some Grizzlies games this week. You, you working two jobs sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did like that picture you put on Facebook of you bring it, picking up 153 million dollars. Uh, yeah. That was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I like that. Just it's funny. Just putting in my work. Did you happen to get to see uh, treat or delete with the Hardys? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that shit ridiculous? <laughs> the the appearance by Hurricane is what it, it was the saving grace of it. Yeah, and well, I, you know what actually made me laugh the most was Matt Hardy handing out green beans. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but when he, green beans, I was like, oh my God. You know where I think he kind of got the voice for that character? Where? Saturday Night Live, Will Ferrell in the hot tub scene with Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Would you like some salted meats? Yeah. Uh, sometimes I like to feed my wife sal- salted meats. Before love making, and that was one of the probably hundred sketches that Jimmy Fallon busted yes. out laughing in the middle of, and looked at it straight into the camera, right? Uh, everything, and Drew Barrymore <laughs> got a good laugh out of yeah. it, as well. But yeah, that that weird ass itchweed character, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Do you do you understand it? If you can, can you explain it any better? No, it's all right. Like the whole broken Matt and brother Nero. It's the only thing that people are really watching in TNA right now. Mm-hmm. But it's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like some of it, like, I don't know. I, I may be one of the few people that's not really a fan of it anymore. Like, it's already run its course with me. It's. I think it peaked at the second final deletion where the abyss, or where um, the abyss, where... Um, 
Decay, Decay with Abyss and yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy Steve. Yeah, yeah, and Rosemary showed up. I think that was kind of the peak of it because that was still good too. Right. But the yeah, this one with the whole what well, Vanguard one was what uh like a scary ghost or yeah, it it was just I, I really think it's run its course. I mean, there's a lot that can be done with that character or those characters. I guess both of them. Really more so with Matt. You know, Broken Matt is a way better character than Brother Nero. Because, I mean, let's face it, Jeff Hardy's never really been all that great on the mic. Yeah. yeah. He w- he was the performer, and Matt was the one that, you know, he had the mic skills, or at least the better mic skills. But this, like I said, it's, it's run its course with me. It's not that entertaining anymore. It's just, okay, what ridiculous thing is he going to say now? And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, and you know, eventually they need to do the whole Jeff fighting out of Matt's control or something. They're going to have to do that eventually. Oh, it has to happen. That's the end game. It's got to be. Or until TNA just goes so far under that they end up coming back to the WWE for pennies. That'll probably happen first. Yeah, because I, I mean so. TNA does not have much longer. I mean, yeah. unless a miracle happens, no, the, no pun intended, Mike Bennett, uh, but it just yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. And like there was something like, did the judge say that they didn't have to pay Billy Corgan back? Yeah, I didn't read all that completely, but I know that Billy Corgan did not win that that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And another big thing about about how low they're falling. They lost their TV deal in U- in the UK. I did, and that's huge because they. I think they got a lot of viewers. Yeah, over there. I mean, that was a that was a big portion of of their income. Kevin in the chat room says, "What's good, Derek and the crew? We're doing all right." Kevin, hope you're doing the same. We got a game to watch here in about fifteen minutes. I got the Bucks game going on in the background, so if I just start randomly cussing, <laughs> it's because the Bucks did it. Um, <laughs> so, what'd you think about Helena? Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right, I won't ask. Let's see. Uh, TNA ownership. Or, oh, I'm sorry. So TNA Impact put on uh, a tweet out that says, which title match are you looking forward to most tonight on Impact on Pop? And Joey Styles had, a, I think, the best uh, response possible. TNA ownership on a pole match. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrible that, you know, eventually, here in the next couple of months, we're going to have a whole another roster of wrestlers out the door. Yeah, probably. I mean, I could only see three or four people getting picked up by the WWE. But but the good thing, I don't know. I guess it's a good thing uh, about TNA is most of their their wrestlers they don't have exclusive contracts with TNA. I mean, they can go wherever. So I mean, yeah, that's probably the their biggest source of income, but they can easily, I mean, even while they're, you know, recording TV with TNA, they're still doing their own other independent shows that they want to do. Well, I just saw uh, an interesting tweet uh, per press release just sent out. Billy Corgan is no longer with the company. Interesting. Hmm. That was put out at 1020 this morning. So I yeah, think um, judge Hobbs Lyle has ruled against Billy Corgan's request for a temporary injunction. This is considered a big win for Dixie Carter as Corgan will not be gaining control of the company. Dixie and TNA will now be able to make business decisions without his approval. That's just, she has just run that company into the ground but with her decisions. 
TNA will still have to repay Corgan's $1.8 million loan or or Corgan can convert the debt into a 36% ownership stake in the company. Good, good. I hope he does. I hope he does. Uh, Because I don't think they're going to come up with that money. Did you see the world title belt they made for the Chicago Cubs? I haven't seen it yet. It looked good. We had the Cubs logo on the side. Yeah, I thought it it actually looked pretty sharp. And how crazy is that? The Cubs, World Series champions. I guess it's crazy. I don't know. I don't follow baseball. I don't really either. I I did like <laughs> I work in the Grizzlies game last night. They were like during timeouts, they were announcing over the PA system like the score of the game because everybody was watching. And then they even kept the FedEx forum open late for everybody just to be able to stay there and finish watching the game. Huh. And of course, the game goes into overtime and I have to stay later because of that. And then working the visitors in like I usually do had to stay even later because a lot of the players were in the locker room just hanging out <laughs> watching the game. Well, so Rowan Gardner. I, I haven't been a Cubs fan since <laughs> Rowan Gardner. Yeah, I know. Rosenbagger, yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, going through some other quick wrestling news, Tommy End is set to make his debut tomorrow at NXT Fort Pierce. Really? Yes. So hopefully he's not. that's not too far behind him showing up on TV. And that's awesome. Uh, they are debuting a new cruiserweight show. Yes, on the, the network. Two, what is it called? Like the two hundred five or something like that. Yeah, two hundred live two hundred five or something like that. Yeah, or yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that's gonna. Uh, if they, my hope is that that gets them off raw. Right. What do you think? It would be nice. I mean, at first, you know, when they first announced Raw was gonna have the cruiserweights, it's like great. That that's awesome. But now seeing like the the small amount of time they're getting. It, I think it would be better if they had their own show. Yeah, I, I agree. So I wish they would have kind of stretched out the week because I think they're going to put it on after SmackDown Live on the network. So you'll have that and then Talking Smack. Right. I would think they should put it on like a Thursday night because that's the one night. It's not any – well, you know, you could destroy <laughs> Impact with doing that, I guess. Um, you'd have to contend with Thursday night football, but the Thursday night football games aren't really any good. So and that's only for the next few months. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's it's crazy what uh, can affect ratings, other than it being a bad TV show. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like election, you know, next next Tuesday you'll probably see the worst rated SmackDown. Oh yeah. Ever in your life, I you know they probably. If it were me, I would take the night off and do a best of show or something. <laughs> exactly. No one, yeah. No one's going to watch it anyway because yeah. people are going to be glued for the election, a Super Tuesday, you know. Right. Whatever. That's not my call. Uh, let me see. Any more news and notes? The only thing is, though, if they do take the cruiserweights off of Raw, that's more time for McFoley and Stephanie to... <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, a two-hour show is just so much freaking better. If they t- if they take off the cruiserweights off of Raw, they should take off the f- the third hour. I agree. Or And, you know, maybe if they do that, they could also put more uh, stars on... In the second hour, like right, so you don't have to open the show with Goldberg. Yeah, I mean that's that's gonna your ratings are gonna go all the way up, then slam all the way down. Let's see, any more? AJ Styles got locked out of his rental car. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. Um, Undertaker's coming back. Yes, he'll be on. He's going to be on the Raw after Super Tuesday. Well, apparently, it's a SmackDown. Or that's what I meant. The SmackDown, ni- and it's also the nine hundredth SmackDown. So what I'm thinking is he's going to team up with Kane and they're going to beat up the Spirit Squad. 
I just have that feeling. Kane's going to get double teamed by somebody, and Undertaker's going to come out and help him. Well, the rumor is he's going to get involved with the whole Orton and Wyatt family thing mm-hmm. since they've been jumping Kane. So Matt Hardy sent out a tweet today. Or I'm sorry, this was November 2nd, so this was yesterday. My event, Total Nonstop Deletion, featuring Apocalypto, will be the most intoxicating two hours of pro wrestling that you've ever witnessed. Was that tonight? Was that going to be tonight? It may be. I mean, TNA does come on tonight. Hmm. If it still is on, we never know. Minute by minute, TNA could just disappear. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to, eventually, you're just going to turn on that channel, and you're going to see just like... You know, a new episode of Barbecue Pitmasters yeah. or something like that. It's just going to be something really weird. The New Kids on the Block show where they're on a boat or something. <laughs> well, actually, you can do like a New Kids on the Block cruise. Yeah, that's know. what the show is about, apparently. Oh, really? It's just on that channel. That's oh. how. That's how they were. <laughs> that's how they were selling TNA. It's like, yeah, it'll be on this channel with the New Kids on the Block. <laughs> like that's your selling point. You're, well, we should have known ahead of time that it wasn't going <laughs> to. It wasn't going to succeed. Well, that's. Uh, you know, as a kid of the that grew up with the new kids on the block, I mean that's that's how you'd get me. Yeah, I had the first two cassettes. I won't lie. Cassettes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Austin Aries had successful surgery, and that's he will good. be out until 2017. A couple of months, yeah. But that's only a couple months because everybody keeps forgetting that it's November already. But it's been still like 85 degrees outside, so nobody knows it's November here. I uh, saw there. Um, there's a leaked list of the PWI top 50 women in wrestling. Really? Yep. All right. Uh, t- guess who you think is number one? Charlotte. N- number two. No, Charlotte is number one. Guess who? Okay. Oh, this could have been a good trivia question. <laughs> Sasha. Mm-hmm. We'll just stop there. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, unless you want to keep going. Is Becky on there? Yep. She is number four. Nikki. Nikki. Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella. Let me check the other. Uh, I could be going blind, but I'm not seeing her. Hmm. I'm, that's just surprising. I just. Well, I don't think she's that great of a wrestler. I don't either, but just everybody else seems to. T- t- give me, who else do you want to know who's in the top 50? Just Or if you have any other guesses. Uh, curious about Gail Kim. Number eight. I figured she deserved to be in top ten. She, Natalia's over her. Yeah. Jade and Asuka. And then the other ones we named. Right. Um, let's see. Paige is number 19. It's fact, the fact that she's still on that list is incredible because yeah. she hasn't wrestled in a long time. Yeah, it's been several months. Uh, Santana Garrett is number 24. Nia Jax is 23. <laughs> Naomi is 25. Wow. Uh, Dana Brooke at 26. Really? Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss, 29. I'm just kind of going through. (laughs) Emma's on this list. She hasn't wrestled since before WrestleMania, right? Yeah, but she should be on the list. 33. Taylor Maid at 34. Ember Moon at 37. Tessa Blanchard, 38. Vita Scott, 46. Eva Marie. Always liked her. Eva Marie is at 50. (laughs) (laughs) That just... that. I don't see on this list. I don't see. And was that just the top fifty? Yeah. It's just okay. The top she was 50. just the last one they remembered. Yeah. I don't <laughs> see like this list is. I don't think this is a good list because there's some names I'm seeing off. I'm not seeing, and I'm sure there are. It's a. There's actually a full one fifty. Or no, actually, it's just a PWI fifty. 
Uh, I'm not seeing Amazon Andrea. I'm not seeing Leva Bates. And Dude, she is still very active. Yep. Uh, I'm not seeing uh, Eva Lise, who was in Lucha Underground. I see her. She is number 11. Andrea, though, I haven't. I don't know if she's been wrestling a she lot has. recently. She has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I follow her on like Instagram and Twitter and all. I see her posting stuff about like how she's you know more into modeling now. Hmm. Well, I think she's done some work too. Uh, let's see, Amber Gallows at number thirty-one. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Carmella is at forty-four. <clears throat> Crazy Mary Dobson, who's in NXT now, is forty-one. Jessica Havoc, thirty-nine. Oh, she did make it to NXT now already. Crazy Mary Dobson. Yeah, she's insanity. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, I will not. Uh, hey, Will, what's going on, man? Um, let's see if there's any other big news we need to go through. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm not seeing a lot of news. Yeah. Well, we can go ahead and get into Hell in Cell. You got the card <coughs> pulled up there. Yes, I do. Thought it was, overall, thought it. Was, I, I liked. I think the matches were placed perf- were placed well. Yeah. You know, I kind of figured they were going to do a, a hel- lead off with a Hell in a Cell match I, or two. I was right with which one they led off with. Yep. Yep. Match or two. Another Hell in a Cell match or two. Right. Another <coughs> Hell in a Cell. So uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was well done with the card layout. Um. It opened up with the cruiserweights. I know on the pre-show, solid match between uh, Tony Nese is just the fucking man. Yeah, I didn't see that one because since I did have a game that night, I didn't get to watch it until the next day, and yeah. I didn't watch the pre-show stuff. Yeah. So what you <coughs> what do you, uh, what'd you think of the Rusev and Reigns? I really liked that match. I did too. I really thought that was like, you know, with <clears throat> without obviously not having you know the blood that should be in every Hell in a Cell match. I mean, even without that, I mean, this was a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, you know, pulled stuff out from under the ring and used the steps and used the ring, you know, the the cell itself, violent match that you would expect, you know, from these two guys. It's a great, great analyst. Yeah. Analyst job there. Yeah. There's no no editing in this episode (laughs) at all. No editing. I'm I'm not going to lie to you folks, because I never would. Um, We had some problems here tonight, and GarageBand stopped recording, so... Up until this past part, um, we've had to kind of start over and re-record about, what, well, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, we're, (laughs) everything you're about to hear, we have already done. So, (laughs) we got an interview coming up with Marty the Moth Martinez, which is going to be, you're going to love it. It's a great interview. Marty is a, I never, Marty is such a cool guy, and he got to come on our show, and god damn it, the Falcons just scored. Shit. This night's going to anyway, shit. Anyway, anyway, well, let's let's go through the Hell in a Cell card again, Mike. <clears throat> All right. Well, we just went over the Reigns and Rusev match, which I said was violent. Yes, very violent. <laughs> uh, up next was Bailey and Dana Brooke. Uh, eh. It just kind of felt like a filler match. Yeah, and the the build wasn't great, and you know, any any I, I now have a new theory on wrestling. If you have to use an arm wrestling match in any sort of a buildup, your feud sucks. Yeah. The trip didn't Triple H and St- Scott Steiner. Yeah, anything. Yeah, Scott Steiner did that in every feud he had. They did an arm wrestling match. I what think else he arm they, wrestled himself. They did a 
they did like who can do more push-ups or something like that. Yeah, he did that with several different uh, people. Was, yeah. Oh God. Now and I that's why he sucks. Now I see why you hate Scott Steiner so yeah, much. Yeah. See, like he wasn't that bad when he was actually before Big Papa Pump when he was with his brother and it was the Steiner brothers. Right. I didn't mind him back then, but it's, once he was the big bad booty daddy. What? No, it was when he died his goatee. That's when. When as soon as the dye touched his goatee, Scott and, and the bleach blonde hair, and yeah. came out wearing like the the chain mail, and, and the fact that his arms never exploded, I am extremely disappointed in because I thought at any minute those things were just going to pop. And I just want to see backstage footage where he deflates them. <laughs> he's got a little hook underneath his bicep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, well, he's garbage, anyway. Though. So, so does. Is Dana Brooke like kind of like Scott Steiner? Then is she the female Scott Steiner? <laughs> I don't think she's that bad yet. Let me sh- let's look at let's look at some um, things they have in common. The muscle flexing. Okay. Arm, the wrestling. arm wrestling. That's like their go-to match. I mean, the arm wrestling. Dana Brooke hasn't been that exciting since she's come up to the main roster. Some of her promos don't make sense. Yeah, it's it's just it was ter- <laughs> with with Dana Brooke. I think she does have the talent. It was just terrible luck because she had good chemistry with Emma. Yeah. And now we're going to get the makeover of Emma into Emmalina. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Folks, I wish you could have seen Mike's face when he said that. I love that woman. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But Bailey defeated Dana Brooke with the Bailey to belly suplex in about six and a half <clears> minutes. After that, we had another about six-and-a-half-minute match with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeating Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Uh, Gallows and Anderson needed the win. It should have. You know, I, I love both teams, but I don't mind it being a short match because it should have been dominant. You know, Which, it, it should really show the the power of Anderson and Gallows. I mean, they need to be pushed as the big heels. You yep. know, they can just run through everybody. Yep. I agree. I agree. And then the next night on Raw, they screw up all that. Bye. Yeah, it's like they'll win the tag matches, but anytime they're in singles matches, they can't win. And that doesn't speak well for somebody. You know. Right, right. I mean, Doc Gallows should be destroying people left and right. But the but again, you know, you don't want to have Enzo and Cass, like your biggest drawing tag team right now, you know, jobbing just to everybody. Because, I mean, yeah, they, they get all the attention. They, they get the big crowd reactions and the big pops when they come out, but... They don't really have a lot of wins, it seems like, since they've been brought up. No, no. Uh, after that, we got what I would think is the match of the night, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. It was great. The the cannonball into Seth while he was on the... Like, leaned up against the cell. That was awesome. Yeah. The, the frog splash from Seth Rollins as he flew so beautifully through the air. Uh, the involvement of Jericho was perfect. You know, I love him coming out and locking the cage from the inside. The the one part, though, that I forgot about until just now was that one little spot of, like, not necessarily chain wrestling, but, I mean, that's the only way to really describe it. I mean, there was, you know, a super kick into a, you know, a power bomb that was yeah, kicked out, and then yeah. the clothesline, and, I mean... Great sequence. I mean, there was, like, good 20, 30 seconds of just nonstop, just counter this, counter this, take a hit, you know... That's not hard enough, you know, my turn, and just, that, that was great, great, you know, storytelling right then. Uh, Yeah, uh, excellent match, match of the night, definitely my favorite match of the night. Brian Kendrick 
defeated TJ Perkins next by submission. Uh, I think that was a smart move, putting the Cruiserweight title on Brian Kendrick. And having him win it that way. Yep. Being a true heel, faking the injury. Yeah, God forbid, right? We actually have a heel that cheated to win. Yeah. Not a good guy that cheated to win, a heel that cheated yeah. to win. I just don't think Vince gets TJ Perkins. Huh? Yeah. Huh? What's with that music? <laughs> God, I could make one better on my Intellivision too. Wow. Yeah. We're back then. Yeah, did you ever have an Intellivision too? No. I did. Well, actually, my cousins did. We used to play the shit out of that. <laughs> Sewer Sam. They had this, like, game where it was some bomb-diffusing game, and you had to plug in this thing that talked to you, that made the game talk. Okay. Uh, it was really weird, but it was fun, and they had a uh, Dungeons & Dragons game, I remember. I think everything back then had a Dungeons & Dragons yeah. game. And then Pac-Man and all sorts of fun stuff. Anyway, yeah, Brian Kendrick finally cheating cheating to win, pulling the old, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, no, I'm not, pulling the Ric Flair, pulling... I remember Chris Jericho doing that one time, too, yeah. when he kept saying his knees popped and he hopped right up. And Eddie Guerrero would do it when he was a face. Yep. Eddie, uh, I miss the throwing the title at people and then falling down. And they're like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was always best when he did that to Angle. Uh, Matt Hardy is the one that sticks out in my mind the most. Yeah. Because Matt had just the worst horrified look on his face. Make that throw, Jameis. Shit. <laughs> there, there's football on. Sorry. Sorry, after that, we had Cesaro and Sheamus defeating the New Day by disqualification. I so wanted them to get the titles. You know, well... That was the team to me to do it, because that's the least expected. Well, we know that the Demolition is going the Demolition's going to lose their tag team record to the New Day. And then shortly after that, they'll drop the titles to what I'm hoping is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Right. I think they should need to be on top of the... Uh, tag team division right now. And they need a good several-month run with it. Yep. I mean, just yep. dominant. Yep. It's a, it's amazing that they haven't really had a tag. Have they had a tag match at all? Have they wrestled New Day for the titles yet? Yeah, they have, because yeah. every time, oh, Finn Balor's going to come out to help them out. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> and guess what never happened? Finn Balor never showed up. No. But uh, you know, speaking of Finn Balor, they're saying he could be back by the Rumble. Yep, that would be interesting, because I wonder... You know, I mean, they would have to immediately throw him into the, the universal title picture. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how they do the Rumble this year. Do they bring back the you can challenge for any belt you want? I hope out so. Of the Rumble? I mean. I hope they do that instead of what they ended up doing. You know, if a SmackDown guy wins, he gets the title shot for that. And then typically, you know, the next pay-per-view, that would be, you know, contendership for the other title. But, yeah, I hope it's whoever wins gets a title shot. It, whatever title they want, and then they can become a part of the other show. Yep. And then after that, Charlotte Flair defeated Sasha Banks. For the most part, these ladies killed it. Yeah. You know, there's some bad spots, table not breaking and stuff like that. There was another spot, too, like when they had the table set up outside the ring, and she just kind of pushed Sasha off, I think, or maybe it was, I don't remember who fell, actually. Mm-hmm. But they just kind of, they were both standing up at the ring, and they just kind of, just a, a ginger kick and fell through the table. And mm-hmm. it just, it and seemed like there was supposed to be more to that. You know, what did you think of the stretcher stuff? I kind of understood it. I mean, it was really to show the strength of Sasha and, you know, you, you can't keep her down. But I think it took a little too long. Yeah, it just it, that's that's could have been four or five minutes of action you still had in the yeah, ring, right? And it just 
You know, it was before the bell even rang. I, I mean, everything like up till that point, the whole beat down, you know, prior to the match starting. I mean, that's that's a heel move. That's what you want to do. But the, uh, you know, I can understand putting her on the the stretcher. But like I said, I think it took too long. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, my wife is a physical therapist, and I asked, "Are they doing any of that right?" And she just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> well, there was the one part where once they had the uh, the, the neck, br- yeah, then they had the neck brace on, but they had one of like the camera cables <laughs> looped through it, so they had to take it back off of her. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like not even really caring about her neck at that point. No, <laughs> just, just get her off of her. We gotta hurry up. But overall, you know, the women deserved a high fl- uh, just a match like this, and I thought they killed it. For the most part. It, it just would have been better if that table would have broke. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but they had it set up wrong. But it shows the quick thinking of Charlotte when she hit the natural selection. Right. And right. got the title bent. So that is our uh, Hell in a Cell review. What do you think about the the hot potato women's title right now? You know, it's insane that it keeps going back and forth. See, what I was thinking, I, I don't like... And I know you use the term hot potato. It's just basically when one person gets a title a couple weeks later or the next pay-per-view, they lose it, you know, and that just keeps going on. But I hate I hate it when it happens like that, but I don't mind it if it is just between the same two people because it kind of shows, you know, this is these are the two strongest right now. These are the ones that are really fighting back and forth. They're really even, and, I mean, it makes for a great feud down the line. But... Yeah, I do prefer longer title reigns. I do too. I do too. Like what they're doing with Kevin Owens right now. The fact that he still has that belt, right, is awesome. And this, the fact that Triple H still hasn't come out and said yeah. I did yeah. it. And you know, I saw that the other day. Someone was complaining about um, why we haven't seen Triple H. Like that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. We He's don't not want taking to. up time. Exactly. He's not being Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon. But it is kind of shocking that we haven't at least you know heard from him of why he chose to help Kevin Owens. Yeah. We will. It's coming. Oh, yeah. You know, let's, hey, it's a long-term storyline for once. Oh, yeah. Let's be happy yeah. we have it. So, yeah, uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, when, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Marty the Moth Martinez. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Hey, everybody. Derek here. And before we get to the interview with Marty the Moth Martinez, uh, I just need to tell you guys, we had some problems with GarageBand cutting out a couple of times during this interview, so you may hear some quick cuts and stuff like that, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Marty was awesome. He is a great dude. Be sure you follow him. You can just search Marty the Moth Martinez on Twitter, and you'll find him. So without further ado, here's our interview with Marty the Moth Martinez. Welcome back, and joining us now is a guy I'm really excited to talk to. He's at Martin Cassis on Twitter, but you folks know him on Lucha Underground as Marty the Moth Martinez. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, I saw some tweets earlier before we get into some wrestling talk. How excited for you are this? Are you for this uh, retro Nintendo to come out? This, this oh, point? my gosh. You me? I'm super stoked about that. I don't think the Mario Bros. 3... Um, I do have to say, Nintendo 64 is still my jam, still my favorite one out of them all. Well, you guys well, ever play Goldeneye? Oh, oh my! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah! My God, the, I, I was, me and my friends lost so much time and sleep on that game, just playing two on two, license to kill every night. 
License to kill. Every time I hate the people that play license to kill. You get shot once you're dead. That's how it goes in real life. <laughs> in Mario Kart 64. That and WWF No Mercy and Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, man. No Mercy, man. I, oh, I lost a lot of time on that one, too. I love that because that was the first wrestling game that had the branching storylines in it, right? Yeah. And the yeah. awesome freaking graphics. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. great. Those polygon graphics, man. That was that, <laughs> that takes you back. <laughs> that was the that was the first backstage fighting and Yeah, yeah. And I think was that the first creative player as well? I know Revenge and that one came out kinda of close at the same time and I remember creating like me when I was a kid. Hmm, I can't remember. I don't know if you could create on Revenge. You had no mercy and then after that was WrestleMania two thousand after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think. And then, which one was it? TK Man. Do you guys remember TK Man for some random range of just Solomon in there? No, nah. he was just thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, I created myself on No Mercy for sure. I thought so. I'm 100 percent sure. I believe so. I got to go play the 64 now. Oh man, <laughs> I put it on my TV, so it's not going to be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so on, let's get on to some wrestling talk. How long have you been a fan of professional wrestling? Uh, honestly, I came in pretty late. So I came in during the Monday Night Wars, and uh, I was an avid hate on WWF back in the day. I would not watch it at all. I was a WCW guy through and through. Bill Goldberg was my man. Um, And then WWE won. So, yep, that happens. (laughs) But (laughs) I came in really late. Everyone was, like, kids growing up. Um, I just came in super late. Okay. So, but it was a good time to come in, right? Yeah, and uh, who were some of your – you said Goldberg was your guy. Who were some of the guys that you really liked at WCW? Uh, DDP, uh, Sting. Uh, let's see. They're all still doing great things. Goldberg just came back. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Sting and DDP and Goldberg. Those were the guys. And then Raven. I actually got a chance to wrestle Raven. That was a guy that I really liked. And I always liked Kidman as well because he was a shooting star. Yeah, he so does. That was a that beautiful, was a beautiful move. move. So – how did you when now we know you were involved with uh, the fifth season of Tough Enough on the USA Network? Now, had you had any wrestling training before that? I had, yes. Um, I think that season was 2011. I started wrestling 2003. Um, so I was in, and uh, I actually kind of knew what I was doing by the time that came around. So I was definitely blessed. I know some, a lot of some other people did, and some other people didn't. Um, but I was actually blessed because I already had training i've been in matches before um so i was actually pretty lucky when i came to that aspect very cool now you also did i see that you were like on a tv you did some tv show acting in between there at some point yeah i i did some everwood i don't know if you've ever that show but did everwood for like two seconds like when i was 19 for like um wrestling of all things <laughs> um and then uh i did some other i did a uh, barter kings I've done a few other things. I just did Adam Sandler's newest movie. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but Uh-oh, I just okay. did. So there you go. <laughs> well, breaking news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, I just did Adam Sandler's movie. I got to wrestle Terry Crews. Um, oh, sweet. That's an old spice guy. Terry Crews is one of the nicest guys in the world, by the way. Um, I, I, but yeah, no, I'm just, I actually, I re- Lucha Underground is great because I get to do that acting part, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that. Just as much as if maybe not even more natural wrestling aspect of things. So, which one is a sweet spot for me? 
So and is that a direction you think you might go after wrestling? Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't fall down forever. That's right. Well, and it, it's interesting because um, from what and from other stories I've heard from professional wrestlers and stuff like that, you know what you guys do in the ring and promos and stuff. You know, a lot of that is the first take and. You know, when you go into acting, how many times, how different is it when you have to keep doing the same take over and over and over? Um, it's actually, I enjoy it. Um, I get annoying after like the sixth time to do it. <laughs> um, but I actually enjoy it because I feel like if I had to go out, um, and do the same match over and over, I'd be really freaking good at that one match. So it's <laughs> kind of smart the way WWE does it because they do the Raw, but these guys are wrestling each other at the same time during the house shows, mm-hmm. making sure everything's nice and smooth. When they get on Raw, by the time they've gotten to Raw, they've already had three matches with each other that same week. So um, I actually really kind of like it, um, and it's fun that I get to play with it, depending on who's actually filming, because some people will let you be creative and some won't. So that makes it really enjoyable one way or the other. I can agree. I can agree. So you've been in the Lucha, uh, involved with Lucha Underground for each season. They've been on the air. Um, how did you develop this character for Marty the Moth Martinez? Because you're like, you're the main reason I watch Lucha Underground. I watch to see Marty the Moth. Oh, thanks, man. Well, you're, you're welcome, but it's only, it, it, you're creepy as hell. And I mean that in the <laughs> nicest way possible. <laughs> But how did you develop this character for Marty the Moth? What are the inspirations behind it? Um, well, actually, the inspirations are uh, honestly towards the end there, and what I like more is serial killers. Uh, Ed Gein, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Uh, I, what I really like, though, is serial killers like Ted Bundy, um, and those serial killers who you just never quite know they were serial killers, but they lived right next to you for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I actually took a... Did we lose you? So if I ever checked my history, I'm sure I'd be fired. Um, <laughs> well, you, we, we lost you for a sec there. Everything went um, dark for a sec. What, what did you just... I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah, sorry. I just get in my car and check, uh, connect with my Bluetooth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a broker in normal life, so... Uh, I do all my research while I'm there. I like to multitask. If they ever check my history, I'd be screwed and probably fired. Just <laughs> fine. It's all serial killers. How did this serial killer do this? How did this serial killer kill this person? Very dark stuff. Um, that's where most of it came from. The, the, the writers, though, they came up with a premise of the character. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just know... I was brought in for comedy relief, and I, I love that. I love making people laugh, and most of the time people laugh more when I'm doing something stupid to myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how it started, but then I realized it's super fun and all, but you're never going to see people in that caricature uh champions mm-hmm. that's where things got a lot darker and that's where the, the research for the serial killers came in and uh that's where it took a twist and i got to kidnap sexy <laughs> yeah that that whole storyline for season two with between you and the mac and mariposa and everything and sexy star i mean that just it gave birth to and i'm not 
I mean this in a nice way, the creepiest thing I've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I know people have been kidnapped before, um, and there's been angles like that, so I appreciate <laughs> appreciate that much. I'm glad we did it right. Um, that can either go really good or really bad when you do an angle that out of the norm of professional wrestling. So I'm actually glad the way it went. And uh, after the story of season two and how she came back up, I think it was a great way and a long story um, yes, to make some great things happen for Sachi. Yeah, it, it, well, great things happen for all of y'all because, I mean, Lucha Underground right now, to me, is the best storytelling in wrestling. I mean, the everything just seems perfect. It's it, And it's the small things. Like, how did you come up with the idea to – for this, what you do to freak out Melissa Santos? That was actually a joke. Um, so during rehearsals, when I had my first match, uh, my first match was against uh, Prince Puma, for TV at least. I had a bunch of matches that weren't on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was just messing with her. I like to goof around a lot. So I was just standing behind her, goofing around with her. And then Krista Joseph was like, hey, why don't you just stand behind her like that, kind of like you already are, but just get super, super close and real creepy. Just flap your arms like a moth, because we had no idea what this character was yet. So I'm like, all right, you'll do that? I'm like, yeah, I'll flap my arms like a moth on TV. Why not? Sounds like retarded. I think people will laugh at me. That'd be awesome. So that's what I did. So then it just kind of evolved, and the more darker and darker the character got, the more and more I got to get closer and sniff her and make noises. I'm trying so hard to break her. She's so good. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I've seen it this season, like when she's even sitting at the ringside and you just give her that stare and you can just tell that she's creeped out beyond belief, but she just won't, won't break, won't break at all. I mean, it's, it's quite impressive. Where all have you gotten to travel to since you started wrestling? Um, Everywhere in the United States, really. Uh, Germany with uh, Alex Wright. Do you remember Alex Wright from WCW? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, the oh, Thunder King. Yeah. Well, what was it? Uh, uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name for now. Uh, I get kicked in the face a lot. What was that? Help me out. Was he Das, das, das Wonder, Wonder Kid? Das Wonder Kid. Das Wonder Kid. Boom, there it is. <laughs> I don't know why I can think of it. But uh, I was over got, got to Germany. Um, I've been doing some triple A. Uh, this last year, I'm going to be back there on November 20th. Um, I've done some traveling here, um, but that's mistaken. I know we're talking right now, we're working out some things with uh, Europe. Oh, cool. So I'm trying to go down and do a, some tour there. I know Killshot right now is uh, doing some Europe tour right now, so we're trying to see about doing that with uh, Killshot and Emmy Callahan. So that'll be super fun. I've got to ask you. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've got to ask you that you had you and Killshot had a weapons of mass destruction match this season of Lucha Underground. How much time did it take to recuperate from that physical of a match? Um, really, the time didn't. Uh, it wasn't a lot of time. It was just a lot of how can we make this make sense? I want to do this. What about this? What about this? And how do you make it make sense? Because if you notice during the match. I've seen some hardcore matches or matches like that where it's just kind of you hit the, hit somebody just to hit them with something. Um, everything in that met, in that match meant some, something or led to something that told the whole story within it. And that was, I think, the – So 
I'm going to take that long. We came in the night before, so he's nice. We're all rested, and then the guys put a lot of pressure on us. Vampiro sat us down, um, and Krista Joseph sat us down. and said, hey, they're giving you the podcast. Um, you're here. You could be up here. And uh, we're giving you the ball. It's going to be tougher. You're going to lose faith. The right is going to be safe. The pressure. Um, yeah, so it, it was actually, it was really fun. We were talking about the day before, saw another case of stuff that they have. Uh, we saw a lot to play with, which I got to spare no expense. And I said, down that chain. I don't know if you see that other stuff, because such a good game. Uh, breaking up. You were breaking up a little bit there. Can you still hear me? Oh, you guys can't tell. I'm like a 90 year old smoker right now. The way my voice sounds. <laughs> trying to grab some. <laughs> trying to grab some cough syrup right here. What? Well, uh, take okay. it easy. Take it easy on the cough syrup there. We don't need you <laughs> chasing weird colored elephants around and being sick at the same time. I'm pretty bad. Right now, man. <laughs> I'd probably overdo it a little bit. Get out of here real quick, so you, so you guys can hear me better. Okay. What was it? What was it like when you got to? Um, what was the tough enough experience like? Uh, tough enough was a blast. Um, obviously, a lot of pressure, but it was one hundred percent different than Lucha because they're recording at all times. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that one of the weirdest things about Tough Enough is when you go to bed, they're still recording. Mm-hmm. So, and the guys get bored. So, when you're sleeping, you can hear the camera go, <laughs> like, all right, that's creepy. And he's literally watching me sleep. Huh. That was the weirdest part of Tough Enough. So, it was like a whole Big um, Brother experience at that point. Oh, yeah, totally. If I wanted to be a total jerk, I'd just walk around naked the whole time. <laughs> then that would probably end up naked anyway. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that, you know, not only did were you on that season a Tough Enough, but other stars from Lucha Underground, Ivelisse and Son of Havoc, were on that show as well. And you guys are thriving, I think, in Lucha Underground. I, I, I love that. I love, too. I'm definitely blessed. Eric Van Wagner was on both shows, and that's kind of where the connection came from. Um, is he we were one of the first ones signed uh, to Lucha Underground because of Tough Enough mm-hmm. um, with me he's like I know you're entertaining I'm not quite sure what I want to do with you yet but I want you on the show <laughs> alright cool um, and then yeah they hit me up in a year probably before the show ever started or aired wow So uh, that's awesome but yeah no I started out as a magician so that was kind of fun <laughs> Did you guys ever hear about that fun goodness? No, I didn't. Yeah. Would I break it? Yeah, wait a minute. It's a thick case. All right, anyways. Uh, no, I was a magician for first two matches, so I'm at Walmart trying to buy some halls so I don't sound... <laughs> <laughs> I went to work. I went to work. Bone saws, ready. Um, 
I went to work and it made me repeat that like 9,000 times. <laughs> so, but this is kind of how Sammy Callahan sounds anyway. So yeah, yeah, that's, it is what it is. That, that is, that is mm-hmm. how he sounded when he, when I got to see him on Lucha Underground a couple times this season so far. Um, and he just had his debut. Yeah. That, I, I loved it. Uh, he's what Ivelisse's boyfriend that, I don't know. I know she, he's coming in as Ivelisse's boyfriend. It's going to be fun to see where it goes with, with that character. Um, oh, it's very fun. And Sammy's just it's just amazing. So um, it's going to be real fun. <laughs> I remember that's the segment where he first showed up on Lucha Underground. Uh, hurting my hand with your face. Like, my bad. So <laughs> I don't know if the camera – I haven't got to see the footage yet, so I don't know if the camera's actually showing it yet. But I don't know if you can see his mouth. You can actually see it. You could. He wasn't being very quiet about it. He was yelling at me for hurting his hands. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. When um, you were on Tough Enough, Bill Demont was the. You were the first word person that Bill Demont actually used their first name because he was using nicknames for skid marks and stuff like that. But through your work in the ring, Bill started calling you Martin before he started calling everyone else by their first name, right? Yep, that's right. That was better than Donny Osmond. <laughs> I forgot that's what your nickname was. Oh, my God. Yep, that was the name. I'm from Utah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that made it easy. And the funny thing is, is uh, I've met Donny Osmond multiple times since then. And uh, I told him the story. He laughed at me and put me in a headlock. So I guess he's all right with it. Now it was an unfortunate circumstance because what what injury did you get during that season? I fractured my ankle. I had to get two pins put in my ankle. Oh, oh damn! But you were now what? The consequence of that was you were the only tough enough contestant that got to hang their belt on the wall, right? Yep, that's right. So technically, I'm still in competition, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm still going. I'm going to text Steve right now. Just say, hey, y'all, I'm still winning. I'm winning right now. <laughs> you know. Nobody knows where the winner is now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's where is Andy? We, we, we don't know. He was on Raw for about 10 minutes that night of uh, that they announced him as the winner, and we haven't heard from him hey, since. Yeah, nobody's seen him. I heard something about Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna come out with. I don't know. He's gonna come out with the shining stars now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, I hate being sick, guys. Can I tell you that right off? Oh well, <laughs> no one, no one does it. Uh, no one does like being sick. So, uh, you know, we'll let you get on. Thank you for coming on our show for a couple of minutes. Oh no, 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 I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm good. Let's play. Let's play, kids. I'm ready. All right. Well, um, uh, are you are you a big comic book fan? Am I a what? Big comic book fan? Um, I like when it comes out to... I like it more when it gets to movies because I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read. In fact, any books that I read, I listen to on Audible oh, I, uh, during my flights or while I'm working. I do a lot of multitasking, so I don't get to read that many comics, but I'm a geek. I was Superman last, uh, last year. Before that, I was the Joker. I love comic book characters. Just don't get to read actual comic books themselves. Okay. What's been your favorite comic book movie to come out? I guess I'll say so far. Since I'm really hoping for Batman versus Superman. 
Uh, but I have to give it to Civil War. Civil War was awesome. Civil War yeah, was I'm, amazing. I'm not even a Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. But Civil War was sick. What about Deadpool? Oh, heck yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Deadpool was awesome. <laughs> That's the way I win Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> um, you know, I've had discussions. I'll, Me, myself, I, I think Suicide Squad was very underrated. People were shitting on it just to shit on it, in my opinion. I thought it was actually a fun movie because that's what they went out. They went out to make just a fun team-up movie. Um, did you get to see Suicide Squad? I did. I liked Suicide Squad. I did. It was what it was, so I really liked it. It was just a fun comic book movie. I mean, it, they didn't. It wasn't a movie where they were going to take themselves too serious or anything like that. And, have you seen any of the... Look, after uh, Batman versus Superman, I don't think they really needed to. They're serious enough already. Yep. Have some fun a little bit. Have you seen any of the Marvel Netflix shows? I saw... What's that girl? Jessica... Jessica Jones? Yes, that one. I haven't seen Cage yet, but I've seen Jessica Jones. I've seen uh, Daredevil. I don't get a lot of chance to watch, sit and watch TV, but when I just like, binge watch the crap out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I'll, the only like, way to I'll do take it. take a day where I'm not booked, or I'm back on a Sunday, and I'll just watch it for like 13 hours and watch like four seasons. Um, it's horrible because I feel like a fatty. I don't know if I swear, <laughs> but I feel like a total fatty. Uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm from Utah, so I got to make sure I try not to swear. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but Deadpool for real. That stuff was awesome. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Yeah, he totally made up for that crap fest that was the Green Lantern. <laughs> and I love the fact that they brought it up. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> and they brought in the. Uh, I love the uh, where they showed the original or the Deadpool from the that shit Wolverine movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that that version of Deadpool just really pissed me off. Beyond that, wasn't even Deadpool. <sighs> That wasn't even Deadpool. You know what? And I didn't even know what Deadpool was until after that. Because after I see something, I want to research everything. If I see a good movie, I want to see when it was made, how it was made. Because I love movies. Um, but I wasn't... When that came out, I wasn't too hardcore to, into superheroes yet. But, man, that Deadpool sucked. Yeah, that was it was god-awful. Um, you said you listen to a lot of audiobooks. What kind of books do you like to listen to? Um, I run two businesses, so a lot of uh, self-growth books, a lot of business books, online marketing books, um, basically a bunch of books that's going to end up making me a lot of money. So <laughs> that's the I way like to do money. it. Hey, making money it while you're on the way to it. sounds creepy when I say I like money in this <laughs> voice, though. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're making money. You're you're reading it, listening to how to make money while you're traveling somewhere. I'm sure to make more money, right? Yep, that's right, yeah. I'm really good at multitasking. Uh, yeah, so I'm usually listening to that. and uh, I'm, I'm flight I downloaded a bunch of books, so online marketing, um, a lot of Grant Cardone, um, a, a lot of books, basically anything I can do to better myself. Because I think wrestlers, I don't. I feel like because of The Rock, because of John Cena and what Steve Austin started, they're getting more into the mainstream, more accepted as other stuff besides wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I feel like the stigma of you're a wrestler, so you're just going to be over there as a wrestler. That's all you can really do. But I feel like lately, these wrestlers now are branching out and making a lot of opportunities for 
these for us and other people who are in wrestling because there's a lot of skills it takes to be a good wrestler that people don't actually think about. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. So like movies, like John Cena is hilarious in all of his movies. I think that I've seen so far. The yeah. Rock is hilarious. I could yeah. go. I could go without seeing his ass in a couple of movies. <laughs> I luckily have not seen the movie with his ass, so I'm going to save that for you and let you treasure that moment. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to ever see it again. I think was that the that was the Amy Schumer. I think it was Trainwreck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was. Yep, yep. Oh, that took. I, I, I saw a clip. Uh, not the clip, but I saw the picture of it. His old face or whatever the hell was going on with that thing. <laughs> But just now, just think about it, and you're thinking about John Cena's ass. Just think about that. No, I'm trying not to. <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> oh, well, you're already there. It's already happening, guy. How much wrestling do you get to watch when you're, I guess, when you're not wrestling? Man, uh, honestly, not that much. I actually hear about it more than see it, and which is great, because then if I see something, I want to try and do it, but then... I can't go do it because then that's somebody else's mood or something like that. Um, I don't get to watch a lot of wrestling. Uh, I usually, if I do, it's um, and I'm never home, so I feel like I get to watch it. Uh, yeah, it's one of those times where like I'm flying on a plane or I'm in a car ride. Um, wrestlers drive a whole crap ton. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, when we're doing that, that's where I get to watch shows. Or if I heard somebody was making some waves then that's where I'll go and watch some moves or if I'm looking for another move I don't get to watch a lot of it itself okay very cool you mentioned you know Goldberg being one of your favorites what do you what do you think about his return now I didn't get to see the actual match but I was stoked and I went and watched that that's one of those things on YouTube where I went and looked up and uh, you could definitely see a different Goldberg from can I swear, by the way? Can I say oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Bad? No. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm a horrible person, and I like to just keep it real. Hey, keep, so, that's, that's... Yeah, so I, but I definitely there was a difference between ass-kicking WCW Goldberg versus kissing babies Goldberg. You could definitely see a different part of his life. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, but I didn't get to see the match. How was it? Uh, he wrestles at, He's going to wrestle at Survivor Series. That's coming up this Yeah, month. it's about two or three weeks away. Oh, I thought that was this Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, I no, no. last Sunday, I mean. All right. They had, yeah, this past Sunday was Hell in a Cell, and he wasn't involved. Yeah, they're, they're saving that one for Survivor Series. However, I do want to go back and watch the girls' match. I heard they freaking killed it. I thought they put on uh, a, the girls' Hell in a Cell match. I think they put – you know, they, they had some spots that didn't go very well, um, but I thought overall – you know, they. It was something where they went out there and they. They. I thought they did great. I thought they did great. You know what though? Um, it's great though that girls are finally getting the spotlight, mm-hmm. and that the work rate of women are now. Girls could always wrestle. There's times when girls could wrestle, like Trish Stratus, Molly Holly, Lita. Those girls could go, and then there's the other ones who are just pretty girls. All right. Well, they're fun to look at, but you can't watch them in a match, really. Right. It's very limited. But now I think there's pretty girls who could kick ass too. I think that's awesome. And, and you see it every I week on. Time. You see it every week on Lucha Underground. I mean, Eva Lise wrestled Mil Muertes for the um, Lucha Underground Championship last season, and they put on a hell of a show. Told a great story. 
Definitely. I actually went back and watched that match, so I know exactly how to kick Eve Lee's in the face when that's my match last week. <laughs> that sounds really bad in this voice. <laughs> it, it, no, actually, I think right now you need to go. You need as soon as you hang up with us, you need to start cutting some Marty the Moth promos with this voice because it would be awesome. <laughs> and, and and I don't get it, but anytime I'm sick, I always like it's cough, and then my voice turns out like this. So if you actually there's a promo that I cut on Lucha Underground when I'm talking to Quato. I think it's to set up the web of the mass destruction match. If you listen to it and you know my voice, that's totally this voice right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The voice is way off than my normal voice. Well, what well, all yeah. events do you have coming up? Uh, I'm actually taking this weekend off and doing some business stuff. Uh, the weekend after that, I'm in Salt Lake City here where I first started. Hey, puppy. Um, and then I'm in Saratoga. Or not to the Colorado Springs in Colorado. I know I'm going to AAA on November 20th. What month is this? Monday. It's November, right? Yeah, November 20th. Uh, it's a busy schedule. Yeah. So AAA, uh, Colorado, I'm in Utah. I'm going to be, after that, is Las Vegas. Um, I'm doing a lot of, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Freak Show by Sin Bodie. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, they have... Santa versus Jesus, <laughs> and that fun one. Vegas, you guys ever get a chance to check out uh, Freak Show? That's a fun one. I'll be there. Um, and what I really would like to do, I just got to find time in my schedule. I want to go check out Hood Slam. Where's that at? You guys ever heard of Hood Slam? I've Hood heard Slam of is one AJ Kirsch one. AJ Kirsch's my boy just won uh, uh, the Rock the promo with the Rock <laughs> when they were the Cup of Promos competition. Um, that's in uh, South or North Carolina or North California. Okay. Um, it is an amazing, crazy show. They put, they literally when they come out, um, AJ Kirsch, who's on Tough Enough with me, does a brosif character where it's bro everything and everything's brotastic and everything's freaking great, bro. And it's like that, and he sprays <laughs> axe. But when he comes out to introduce the show, he pours Jack Daniels down all the fans' throats. <laughs> I figure if you're going to start a show with poor Jack Daniels down people's sh- throats, I want to be there. Yeah, that, that's, I love Jack Daniels. That sounds pretty – we're over here on the uh, other side of the country. We're in Memphis, Tennessee. So, you know, oh, okay. We need we need to find – I need to start – find a promoter down here and get you to Memphis, Tennessee for a match just so you can say you wrestled in one of the best territories of all time. Ooh, I want to challenge that for you. I am so down. Is that what Crim- oh, what's Crimson? Crimson? That's not what Crimson is, is it? No. I'm trying to remember what's in, what Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Hey, yeah, I'd love to get down there either way. Um, and, you know, they, not- we actually have a Lucha Libre wrestling show. Um, so far they've had Pentagon come out, Taya, Sexy Star, Drago, and Aerostar coming out this month, and Tejano's also been here as well. So we need to get you. Do we- they have a sh- do they have a show on January 20th? Memphis Lucha Libre? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I might actually be talking with somebody about a Lucha Libre show on January 20th. Oh. I don't remember if it's... There's a no take my word right now. <laughs> well, um, I would love it. If, if you're if you're wrestling at Memphis Lucha Libre Wrestling, uh, it's uh, in some mall uh, off off Ridgeway Road here in Memphis. And if you're coming to that show, I'm, not, I'm definitely not missing that one. 
if you too, I'll give you something special. I'll give you something to share or something. Okay. Because that's awesome. Yeah. Well, where can folks find you on social okay. media? Social media. Mine's pretty easy. By the way, Casals is my last name. Um, Everybody always messes that up. Casals. Um, okay. Casals. That's right. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything is Martin Casals. C A S A U S. That's my real name. Uh, if you look up Martin the Moth, you'll see how to spell it anyway. So, uh, well, don't look at everything that comes up under that name because I have no idea. Some of these fans post some weird stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a video about a love triangle with me and, like, Luke from Tough Enough and AJ from Whoa. Tough Enough. This house. If you write me, I will try my best to get with you. I usually try to respond back pretty quickly. Um, I get a lot of messages, so don't hate me if it takes a couple minutes. But I will try and get back. I love fans. Again, without fans. There is no wrestling. It's just two dudes rolling around in spandex. <laughs> so. Martin, thank you so much for coming on our show, man. I really do appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you having me on. Sorry I'm sick, and uh, I was doing some errands there. So I appreciate it. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And you can also follow me at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure to head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. You're going to shop on anyway, Amazon anyway. If you do it through our link, you'll be helping us out. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by doing our shopping on Amazon like you're going to do anyway. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Martin Casals. That's a cool how, dude. What? How, how to? I just I've already forgotten how to say. Just go back and listen to it. We'll anyway, it Marty the Moth Martinez, <laughs> very cool guy. You know, he talked through us with a cold, and I thought just that itself is awesome. He could have canceled. And very nice. And I got to remember, he wanted me to send him, me him a picture of my dog. Hell yeah. I don't know why, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to scare Marty the Moth Martinez. <laughs> so, Mike, how about we do a Memphis wrestling moment? Yeah, let me see if I can read. Hold on. Oh, I can't plug in my phone into the thing anymore because I got the iPhone 7 and it doesn't have a headphone port. Oh, yeah. Hey, how are you liking that? Um, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. November 2nd, 1981. Championship Wrestling presents wrestling. It's a good thing they weren't wrestling. presenting something else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday, November 2nd, 8 p.m. It was apparently the fall spectacular of nine big matches. Starting at the bottom, Roy Rogers versus Gypsy Joe. Rick Morton versus Speed. Tommy Gilbert versus Nightmare. Dream Machine versus Rick McCord. The first main event, Tojo Yamamoto versus Jimmy Hart, uh, Cuban assassin and Iranian assassin, versus Rich and Robert Gibson, Rick and Robert Gibson. Second main event, uh, there was the Southern Heavyweight Title Match, Dutch Mantel versus Super Destroyer. Third main event, Southern Tag Team Title Match, Sweet Sugar Brown and Stan Lane versus Jimmy Hart with Jimmy Hart. First, Bill Dundee and Steve Kern. And then the... It's actually listed as the last main event. Jerry Lawler versus Killer Carl Krupp. No time limit, no disqualifications. Jimmy Hart, special guest referee. 
Jerry Lawler beaten. Killer Carl Krupp stopped Jerry Lawler in the feature at last night's wrestling card at the Mid-South Coliseum. In other matches, Dutch Mantel beat the Super Destroyer. Tojo Yamamoto defeated Jimmy Hart. The Cuban and the Iranian Assassins beat Robert and Rick Gibson. The Dream Machine stopped Rick McCord. Tom Gilbert beat Nightmare. Rick Morton defeated Speed. Roy Rogers defeated Gypsy Joe. And the match between Sweet Brown Sugar, Stan Lane, and Bill Dundee and Steve Kern was declared no contest. Awesome. But it does not give an attendance. Yes. So 9,413. Perfect. Works for me. Yes. That's your Memphis wrestling moment, folks. Let's move on to Superstar of the Week. As we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? I went aggressive on that one. <laughs> you did, yeah. 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 I got mine. <laughs> I got mine. I got okay. mine. Okay, go ahead. I got Marty the Moth Martinez. And his dogs. And his dogs. <laughs> uh, I'll go Charlotte and Sasha. Okay. Very, and, good, pick. Uh, Very good pick. They, they, they did really great in the Hell in the Cell. You know, it was, you know, record breaking. You know, just a a monumental moment to have two women do that and main event the pay-per-view not just be in hell in a cell but be the final match yep and it's it was awesome yeah, it, was, it was it was really great uh i mean there yeah there was the couple spots that didn't work out exactly right but, but the, and you know what every match has those spots. <clears throat> right and especially when you're you're in the cell i mean things are going to go wrong i mean that's what makes it such a dangerous match but i i, I give props to both of them well folks that is it for this week be sure you following us on twitter Easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, leave us a five-star review. Let me see if we have any new reviews, because if you leave us a review, I will read it on the air during our show. Even if it's mean. Even if it's mean. Even if it's mean. Even if you think Mike looks like a poor man's Mike, I got nothing. <laughs> I have a face for radio. Yeah, a face for radio and a voice for print. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not going to say you're a good-looking guy, but actually, you know what? We're going to go through and read the reviews anyway that are already on there. This will be interesting. Uh, love the show. This is from Wall Street 58. Love the podcast and that it covers WWE and even some indie wrestling. Uh, best podcast on earth, Westerville On Call. Best podcast ever. Derek is the man above other men, and his wife and dog are super awesome, too. <laughs> Worked into a shoot from BK500111. Derek really knows his stuff. If you're a fan of the Squared Circle, you need to be listening. Uh, best podcast out of Memphis, Derek Schropel. These guys know wrestling and are very passionate. And love the name from Fred Style. I believe that's Fred Cotto from the Five Star Squad. Nice. With the name Oversell, how can you not like this show? From generally talking about everything pro wrestling, from the indies all the way to the big leagues, give this podcast a try. You won't be disappointed. Leave us your reviews, folks, on iTunes, and I'll start reading them on the air every week. Otherwise, that's it for this week. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.